Welcome to another episode of Ryan's Reviews. On today's podcast, I'm going to be talking about the Matrix Trilogy. You take the blue pill, the story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to believe. You take the red pill, you stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. Remember, all I'm offering is the truth. So this is a line that is spoken by Lawrence Fishburne's Morpheus um, near the beginning of the first movie, and it sets up what is one of the most influential, what is one of the most action-packed sci-fi trilogies of all time in The Matrix. And this is when Morpheus presents Keanu Reeves' Neo with a choice. He can kind of just go back to his old life where he's kind of blind and doesn't know what's going on around him. Or he can take the red pill and learn more about the Matrix and learn more about what is going on. He, of course, chooses the red pill, it being a movie. Um, and <laughs> wouldn't be very exciting if he took the other one and the movie just ended. So, yeah, he ends up taking the red pill. And from there, the movie goes, goes, goes. And it is a movie that is, I don't know, when I think of sci-fi action movies, it is number one. Okay, it is just, it's this philosophical film mixed with this martial arts action film and mixed with this awesome creative story, this creative science fiction story. And it all the elements of this one work so well. Um, the original movie from 1999. The pacing is perfect. The world building is interesting. Keanu Reeves' acting at points can be kind of stilted, especially towards the beginning of it. But the set design, the horror elements of this, just the amount of classic lines. This is a movie that, even though I've seen it over ten times, every single time I watch it, I get something new out of it. Or I find myself smiling because I remember my middle school self watching this movie for the very first time. And I remember how much of an impact this movie had on me. When I think about series that had an impact when I was a kid... When I think about elementary school, it has to be Star Wars. When I think about middle school, it's The Matrix uh, and Lord of the Rings. And then probably high school would be the Batman trilogy, Christopher Nolan. Unfortunately, yeah, I, all those trilogies that I listed, the original Star Wars trilogy being the ones I'm talking about, not the prequels, uh, the original Star Wars trilogy, the Lord of the Rings, and the Dark Knight trilogy, all of those movies um, pretty much... Every movie in those trilogies is of high quality. Unfortunately, there's a huge drop-off between the first Matrix movie and Ma The Matrix Reloaded and The Matrix Revolutions. So, like I said, The Matrix came out in 1999, and then the Wachowskis, I think they filmed them back-to-back. -back. They must have, um, because otherwise this wouldn't have worked. What they decided to do was they decided to, them in the studio, they decided that they were going to release both sequels to The Matrix movie in 2003 and this is the only time i can think of something like this being done the lord of the rings trilogy one came out every christmas one came out every december and that was awesome with the matrix though you had one that came out in the spring and then one that came out in the fall and i went to go see the matrix reloaded and this was actually the first r-rated movie i ever saw in a theater and I remember walking out of it and being very confused by the Wachowski's vision and kind of what they were going for with this one. I think it lost me because the first movie, yes, you have a lot of action, but there is a lot of more world building in it and there's a lot more going on than just the action. I think with The Matrix Reloaded, it tries to tell the story by the action. 
I think in the uh, original Matrix movie, they tried to use dialogue. They tried to have the have, show the characters having conversations about what the Matrix is and everything going on. But with the Matrix Reloaded, it really loses itself in the action. Some of the action sequences are fantastic. There's one car chase in particular, which is top five, top ten car chases ever. Um, but you have all these new characters that are introduced, all these new storylines, and it seems rushed. And it it's a it's over two hours, but for some reason, I don't know. There's just a lot of issues. I actually don't find that many issues with the pacing or the dialogue, even in the Matrix Reloaded. It's just a problem with it becoming so action oriented. That wasn't what was so cool about the Matrix. The few action sequences here and there in the first movie, because there were only a few of them. That's what made those action sequences so awesome. But when you oversaturate a film with action, the way that The Matrix Reloaded does, yes, it appealed to my middle school brain in, on some level, um, but it, watching it now at the age of 31, it really, like, I, I, did, I couldn't get into it as much as I was hoping to. I was trying to give The Matrix Reloaded another chance um, watching it before this podcast, but again, I the amount of new characters, side stories, and even though like the, the Matrix world requires so much explanation to understand, I, I, and I, I feel like in the original movie, even though there was so much going on and so much explanation, it felt like a small story. It felt like it was about Keanu Reeves's Neo. It felt like it was about Carrie Ann Moss's Trinity. It felt like it was about Lawrence Fishburne's Morpheus. When you get when you introduce so many new characters and you introduce the whole world, uh, the whole city of Zion in The Matrix Reloaded, it just becomes too much. And I don't know, I can't quite put my finger on why I feel that way, but every, yeah, I think this is my, maybe my third time watching The Matrix Reloaded and every time, I don't know, it, it doesn't bring that same level of joy, I don't know, that the first movie does. The first movie, and the first movie, I'm on a kind of an adrenaline high watching it the whole time. But when it comes to The Matrix Reloaded, for some reason, it just it doesn't have that effect. It has its moments, but when you compare it to the original movie, it yeah, it just it doesn't accomplish what I was hoping it was going to do. And that gets me into The Matrix Revolutions, um, a movie, the last movie in the trilogy, and I actually didn't see this one until college, so I didn't see it um, until, I don't know, some years after seeing The Matrix Reloaded. And <laughs> compared um, to The Matrix, Re or compared to, yeah, if you compare The Matrix Reloaded and The Matrix Revolutions, man, Matrix Reloaded looks like a masterpiece compared to it. Uh, Matrix Revolutions, the whole thing just kind of falls apart. Um, if you've seen The Matrix Reloaded, it it leads directly into The Matrix Revolutions. But The Matrix Revolution is a straight-up action movie. It's kind of just like the most climactic uh, point of the trilogy, but... It does not work for me at all. It focuses so much on the Battle of Zion against the machines. And the Wachowskis decided to have all the characters say these cheesy one-liners all the time. Out of the blue. Um, and you can nitpick this movie quite a bit. Um, which I'm not going to do on this podcast. But there were a lot of things that 
stuck out to me right away. And I was like, eh, that doesn't seem quite right. Um, but it really comes down to questionable creative choices by the Wachowskis. Like, yes, there are cool elements like uh, the Machine City, the design of it. Um, but when it comes to how they finish Neo and Trinity storyline and how they finish even the Battle of Zion, it, I don't know. It does. I, I don't know. I don't know what, what I would have done differently with the Battle of Zion, per se. I probably wouldn't have given it so much screen time. Um, but with Neo and Trinity's storyline, I really feel like it is butchered. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I'm not going to say what happens here just in case for some reason you're listening to this podcast and you haven't seen it and you're going to, um, to get ready for the new movie. But, uh, yeah, I don't like the direction in which the movie, um, went and how it ended. And I don't like how focused Revolutions was on... Zion and the battle there compared to, um, yeah. And when you think about how much screen time Neo and Trinity are given, it's very, it's a very small amount in comparison. So yeah, the music here, the music and revolutions and the set design are all right. Um, but apart from that, yeah, I had a really hard time enjoying this movie on any level. I was definitely ready to be done with the matrix. I'm hoping that when I check out the matrix resurrections, here in a few weeks, I'm still not I'm not burned out on the Matrix because I definitely want to give the new one its fair chance, its fair due. Um, but yeah, they're going for a more comedic tone with Matrix Resurrections, so we'll see how that goes. The first trilogy is so, or the first three films um, are so serious um, that it'll be interesting to see if they can actually manage to make it a little lighter. Um, but thank you for tuning in to today's uh, podcast. It sorry it was a little rambly, um, probably a, <laughs> a little unfocused at times. But um, if you haven't checked out any part of the Matrix trilogy, really, to get the full story and be ready for Resurrections, you probably do have to watch all three. But I think the first movie from 1999, The Matrix, stands well on its own. And if you just watch that movie... I honestly, uh, yeah, I wish they had never made a sequel to it, um, which is sad, but that's the, there's just such a quality drop off with the Matrix Reloaded and the Matrix Revolutions that, yeah, I don't think it ever needed a sequel. Um, it was a movie that just, it was, it was perfect on its own, but maybe the Matrix Resurrections will, uh, get back to, uh, the series roots and maybe it will be what everyone is was hoping for with the original sequels. I will be back uh, next Saturday. Uh, next Saturday, I will be checking out the films of Paul Thomas Anderson. Um, on last week's episode, I went through the five. I do not have the five listed here, um, but The Hard Eight, uh, Boogie Nights, Magnolia. I think I said that I was going to watch There Will Be Blood and The Master. I think those were the five that I'll be checking out. Um, the Heart Eight is on Canopy. If you have access uh, to Canopy through the library, um, There Will Be Blood and The Master, I believe, are both on Netflix. And then Boogie... Oh, I think... Mag you know what? I think Magnolia is on Netflix, too. I think Boogie Nights is the only one I have to try and find and stream somewhere. Um, but most of them are available online if you do want to check them out. Um, all five of them I remember liking, but again, it's been a while since I've checked them out, so I'm excited for next week's podcast. 
And then, yeah, Christmas, then the Christmas Day review extravaganza will be closer to the end of the month. So, again, thank you for tuning into today's podcast. Sorry if it was a little rambly on the Matrix, but hope you enjoyed it. And I will talk to you next week.